Hello, and welcome to the Brutally Honest Books podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Gerrand, and I'll be giving you my honest thoughts on the books I read. While the reviews will be short and to the point, they'll include everything you want to know without any spoilers to help you figure out what you should read next. So with that said, let's jump right in. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. This is the last week in February. And again, the monthly theme is the theme of love. And if this has not been your cup of tea, you might be pretty stoked that we are ending this month and about ready to move on to a new month and a new theme. But if this is something you've been enjoying, then hopefully you'll also enjoy this episode. Because as I mentioned in last week's episode, today I'm going to be talking about My Policeman by Bethan Roberts. And as probably all of you know, if you don't know, now you will know, this book was turned into a movie in 2022 starring Harry Styles as well as Emma Corrin. And there are a lot of other esteemed British actors. I think those two are just sort of the, you know, hot button names, I guess. (laughs) So where to start? Okay, so obviously it's been turned into a movie. Um, This book was originally published in 2012, which I didn't know. I really had the impression that it was much more of a classic and maybe something that went back to like, mm, I don't know, the 60s or so. And that's not just because it's set in the 50s or 60s. That was just sort of the impression that I got in terms of the buzz around the book. And that thought was also compounded by the fact that the copy of the book that I have, whatever edition or something that the publisher slapped on there, I don't have it in front of me, but it said something on there like vintage books or something like that. It came out in 2012. When does something get classified as a vintage I'd really love to know. I would not be so bold as to say that 2012 is vintage. Maybe in like in terms of wine, uh, but not books. <laughs> so I don't know. If anybody has any insight into that, like if you work in the industry or you just know why that is, uh, please DM me because I do not need to be made to feel older than I already feel. Thank you very much. From my lips to Penguin Random House's ears. But anyway, my issues aside, let's get into this book, the author, all that jazz. So Beth Ann Roberts is a very accomplished writer. She's written several books, including short stories. She's worked as a television documentary researcher, writer, and assistant producer as well. Um, She's taught creative writing, and she's also won several awards, I believe, And she lives in Brighton with her family. And Brighton is actually where this novel is set. And just like last week's episode, which jumped between the past and the present, this novel does as well. But I'm going to put present in quotation marks because the present is 1999 and the past is, oh, it's like between the 50s and 60s. I don't know the exact year off the top of my head, but it is jumping between the past and the present. And interestingly, this book is also told from multiple characters' perspectives, which was the same as last week's episode. But last week's book was told from 
four different women's perspectives. This is just two characters, but again, it jumps between past and present and is told between these two different characters' perspectives. Uh, That is something that I was not expecting based on what I knew about the book. And what I knew about the book, oh, real quick, I just looked at the back of the book. I brought it over. Um, So it is the 1950s in Brighton, just so we're all on the same page. So what I did know about this book, uh, which is pretty much just from the movie trailers, (laughs) um, is the fact that this book is essentially the story of mm, kind of a love triangle. I think that's being a little generous um, in terms of Tom's marriage, but yeah, a love triangle basically. So again, 1950s, Brighton, it's in the UK, and Tom is uh, has been like a family friend of Marion's going back to when they were like teenagers or preteens. So there's sort of this history of knowing each other. And as they slowly become adults, they end up spending some time together. He actually teaches her how to swim. That's when they spend a lot of time together. And just for that period in history, um, they're just kind of following the natural course of action, which would be to then, you know, date and they're seeing each other and going to the cinema. And then you get engaged after like, I don't know, a couple months and then you get married, you start popping out kids. Like the timeline was just so sped up and kind of insane, but that ends up being kind of what happens. So they end up spending a lot of this time together and she's always had a massive crush on Tom and you're not really sure of Tom's feelings and partly because of the way that he's written, but it's also because it's from Marion's perspective and another character's perspective. Okay. So nothing is ever written from Tom's POV. So Marion has just always been head over heels for him. And then especially them becoming adults. And she is really sort of the one who drives the relationship and them spending time together. So he does end up proposing and they end up getting married. At the same time, while they're just friends, and even while they're kind of courting and dating, even before they get married, Tom does introduce Marion to his friend, his friend in quotation marks, his very, very good friend and his friend, Patrick, who works at the museum. Um, I'm really not spoiling anything. Again, like this is all stuff that I could even tell from the trailers. So I promise I'm not really giving away any spoilers, but basically we come to learn that Tom is gay and him and Patrick are more than friends, if that wasn't obvious. And this dynamic, if that's what you want to call it, kind of continues even through their marriage. So the two characters that this novel's perspective is written from is Marion's perspective and Patrick's perspective. And again, fluctuating between the past and the present. And that right there to me is, um, to some people, they might disagree with this. To me, it felt um, very unique, very innovative. Like I'm sure there's other books that have done the same thing, but there's something about it that felt very, very original and very unique to have it from these two lovers' perspectives around this one person, or at least this one person that they both love. And like I said, you're never really sure of Tom's thoughts and feelings. Like, 
obviously he is gay. Like that becomes abundantly clear. At first, I actually wasn't sure. I'm like, is he bisexual? Like you are kind of questioning it because you never know what's going through his head, but it does become clear eventually that he is gay. It's sort of like a slow unfolding, but you're still never inside his head. And this is all from the two people who love him, who also end up viewing each other very contentiously. Oh, also Tom is the policeman. (laughs) I wasn't clear. So Tom is a policeman in the force. Uh, I don't know if that needed to be said, (laughs) but anyway, as I've been saying, it's written from both their perspectives. And that's something that you know, I want to tell you guys just so you know what to expect and get sort of a feel for the book a little bit. But I also just want to mention it because Beth and Roberts did a really, really great job writing such distinct uh, slash separate characters. So yeah, she just really was able to like body them through the writing and they both have such separate and identifiable, um, verbiage that they use, but voices, I guess is the best way to put it. And it's one of those books that you almost like forget that you're reading while you're reading it, if that makes sense. And part of that is just because the story itself, um, it really kind of keeps you engaged and wanting to know what happens. But it's also just because she did such a great job with the voices of these characters. And you can also tell that she worked or works. I'm not sure if That's what she's currently doing, but worked or works as a researcher just because there's a lot of research that went into this in very, very small and subtle ways. Like she knows what she's talking about in terms of the clothing that was worn, even like cigarette brands, uh, a lot of just like small things. And I don't think this episode is going to be super long. Uh, Not that any of the episodes are super long, but just because I really don't want to give anything away about the plot. Um, I think if this is a book you want to read, it's best if you know the least amount possible about the plot and the events that unfold. Because like I already mentioned, which is the whole dynamic between the three of them, that's something that you already know. And that's already giving you a lot even though that's something that's, you know, not withheld from readers or whatever. Like I think it's, you know, spelled out on the back of the book, but um, that's why I don't want to give anything else away because the way that I would describe this book is that to me, it's kind of like the Titanic crashing into an iceberg. Okay. So we all know what happens or what's going to happen. You know, you're seeing it headed straight for this iceberg. Like you just know what's going to happen yet. You still want to know about all of the events that take place on board the ship before it crashes. That would be the best way that I sum up this book. So you already know so much about the overall dynamic What's left is a lot of the specifics that would be the things that take place on board the ship that I just don't want to give away because that's really what makes up the novel. That being said, um, this might be a, a another light spoiler, as I like to call it. It's not really giving anything specific away, but if you don't want to hear this sentence, uh, maybe skip ahead like 30 seconds um, starting now. 
Um, but I will say that this book uh, has a very sad ending. Um, it's very heartbreaking. Uh, still worth reading, but uh, yeah, just so you know, I guess. <laughs> Which is why I would say that this is a great read for fans of Atonement. I think that's um, a really good comparison in terms of just story and vibe, if you will. And like Atonement, this is also 100% a modern classic, in my opinion. I would give this five stars for sure. I, I'm i also very interested in watching the movie. It was kind of on my radar in terms of, you know, wanting to see it when it came out. And then I just kind of forgot about it and have been kind of neutral about it until I read this book. So reading this book really reignited my interest in seeing it, partly because I really just want to see like the visuals of it all. I want to see the museum that Patrick works at. I just want to see the sights of Brighton and a lot of the visuals that would just go along with it. Um, I It might ruin it though for me because I'm also interested in seeing uh, Harry Styles acting just because, you know, okay, I... I guess we're going to go down a little rabbit trail and that might extend the length of this episode. So I have not seen Don't Worry Darling. Obviously, there's all the drama surrounding it. We're not really going to get into that. Um, we're just going to talk about Mr. Harry Styles acting. Um, I've seen a lot of like snippets and TikToks and what have you of his, you know, less than stellar acting. However, TikTok has a fucking knack for taking stuff out of context and really skewing the narrative. Um, yeah, I could go on like a whole tangent about that. So uh, I'll still probably watch it just because I want to keep an open mind. But uh, what I did see wasn't great. <laughs> and the thing is with this role... The role of Tom, because Harry Styles plays the role of Tom, the policeman, if you didn't know. And that role, okay, so he kind of fits in terms of maybe like the physicality and a lot of his like, the way that he's described in terms of like his smirking and his boyishness. And like, I can see it. I can kind of see the casting, the casting choice. But the thing is, this role requires so much subtlety in the acting. Like the actor who plays this role really has to be skilled in terms of their lack of dialogue. Like so much is said, Tom, okay, let me rephrase this. Tom says so much through very, very subtle actions, I guess, like facial expressions, small body language things, etc. So my knee-jerk reaction is that this would have to be done by a very skilled actor. That being said, a lot of people say his best work was in Dunkirk when he was given no lines. So maybe that's the type of roles he's best at. I don't know. I'm going to watch it. Uh, and we'll potentially report back. Um, we'll see. I really hope it doesn't ruin it for me because like I said, this is definitely a modern classic, five stars, beautiful, poignant, heartbreaking, what have you story that I am very glad that I read. If you end up reading this, if you have read it, uh, let me know what you would rate it, what your thoughts were, etc. But I think that kind of concludes 
this episode. Like I said, I knew it was going to kind of be on the shorter side just because I didn't want to give anything away. Um, But that also concludes this month. So we are done with February. We are done with the theme of love. Or like I mentioned last week, the theme of British authors, because (laughs) that was also apparently the unintentional theme of this month. It was all British authors or set in the UK. Next month's theme is Murderino March. So it's either going to be a mixture of you know, I'm going to try and do my best to find books that are a mixture of fiction and nonfiction to kind of span a little bit just so it's not all, you know, the same thing. Yeah, I'm super excited about it. I'm a big Murderino fan, my favorite murder fan, true crime fan. That's what that implies. If you don't know what Murderino means or my favorite murder is, um, basically just a true crime fan. So that is going to be our theme for March, which is... Uh, <laughs> kind of a drastic switch after February, I'm aware, but I figured that'd be kind of fun. And that was kind of the intention behind it to just do something so drastically different from our theme of love. So this is where I'm going to explain to you guys the book club and its connection to the podcast. If you're already in the book club, feel free to just skip ahead, click out of this episode or whatever. Also, if you just don't want to listen to me explain it, uh, feel free. I'll talk to you guys later. So if you are interested, the way that it works is that there is the Brutally Honest Book Club, which is connected to the podcast, the Instagram, all of this. So the way that it works is when you are in the book club, you are automatically added to the close friends list on Instagram. And what I do is before every month, I show the book club members via Instagram five books that are going to be connected to the monthly theme. So like I said, it's going to be Murderino March. So it's going to be a mixture of fiction and nonfiction, what have you. So I'm going to go into those stories, show those five books to all of the book club members. They get to flip through them and then vote on the one book that they want to read that month in book club. So what ends up happening is that there are four books left, the ones that didn't get chosen. Those are the books that I review that month on the podcast. So not only are you a part of a digital book club and it's actually held over in Slack. So we have our own private Slack group and different channels. So not only are you a part of this rad group of people, but you also get to pick the book that you want to read in book club. And thirdly, you're also getting a little bit of a sneak preview as to what is going to be on the podcast this month. So if that is something that you are interested in joining, there is a highlight on Instagram that explains, you know, all of the details, how it works, like it's held in Slack, all that stuff. But you can also just send me a DM just telling me you want to join or asking any questions that you might have. We would love to have you. But in the meantime, if that is just also not your jam, you can rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts. That is the biggest way to support the podcast. You can also follow along on Instagram at Brutally Honest Books. There is a ton of content over there, a lot of interactive stuff. You can also follow along on TikTok at Brutally Honest Books. There is some exclusive content to that. And with that said, I will talk to you guys next week for the start of Murderino March. Thank you so much for listening to the Brutally Honest Books podcast. 
Make sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you're listening from. If you like the show, you can rate and review on iTunes, and be sure to follow along on Instagram at Brutally Honest Books.